How effective HR can be often depends on how you, you, position HR within your organization. I know what you're thinking. What do you mean position HR? I report to who I report to and that's that. How I'm positioned is what it is. But that's not true. In this episode, we're going to talk about how you can influence how HR is positioned in your organization and the dramatic effect it can have on how effective you are. Make sure to stick around to the end where I'm going to show you hard evidence of the dramatic impact being more effective can have on your role, your organization. We'll discuss how perceptions about HR impact how effective you can be. How Bernie Portal divides responsibilities for results getting HR activities and five tips that help employees view HR as an enhancer within the organization and help you become more effective. Let's get right to it. How HR is perceived has a dramatic impact on how effective it can be in making positive contributions for the organization. In our research here at Bernie Portal, we've identified four attitudes that employees hold toward HR at small employers. The dumpster attitude. The HR function is a dumping ground. In other words, employees don't give any respect to HR's role or the time it takes for HR to accomplish necessary tasks. For example, when teammates approach HR with the dumpster attitude, you're more likely to hear something like, hey, I need my computer fixed right now. The barrier attitude. The HR function is seen as one that gets in the way of employees getting their jobs done. Teammates try to steer clear from you as much as possible because the perception is that you only make their lives harder. The facilitator attitude. The HR function is viewed as one that can serve as a go-between for employees and more complex tasks. With this attitude, employees acknowledge that you have responsibilities, but still view you as someone who can make things happen for them. Less like a teammate and more like a tool in their toolbox. And the enhancer attitude. The HR function is seen as a source for valuable insights for employees and leadership. You're seen as an essential part of the organization that enhances every component of operations, culture, and more. Colleagues, team members, seek out your input for a wide variety of tasks, problems, and processes. Furthermore, where employees generally fall among these four attitudes generally relates to the answers to these three questions. What is HR's mindset with respect to managers at the organization? Does HR view itself as a peer or a peon? Does HR give employees good, easy to use software to use to complete the HR related stuff HR needs? Sales leaders do, marketing leaders do, do you? And is the president or owner engaged in HR stuff? Or put another way, have you engaged your boss in the importance of HR stuff? You may be picking up on a theme here. This is a call to arms. The biggest determinant for HR effectiveness is you. Let's keep going. One of the reasons the HR party one job is tough is because there are all these different results getting activities that are often asked of HR. And generally, although we call this show HR party of one, there are a few people who chip in to get all this stuff done. So improving the perception of HR involves a few different people pulling in the same direction together. Instead of listening to me talk through how our team divides responsibilities for these activities, I've invited my colleagues, Sarah Heck and Steve Nixon, to join me on this episode. Together, the three of us share Bernie Portal's result getting HR activities to keep our company going and growing. Here's how. Sarah, welcome. Thank you. Could you maybe first introduce yourself and then talk about your results getting activities for our team? Absolutely. So I have an MPA from Long Island University. 
I've been in the HR administration field for probably about four and a half years. I always loved working with people, so I knew HR was the place for me. At Bernie Portal, I am on the organization success team. I work with onboarding and offboarding, processing payroll, AR, but the biggest thing I do is I work with our team internally and externally to keep everything going and growing. I'm glad you found your way from New York to Nashville. You too. Glad you're here. <laughs> um, could you talk a little bit about your, your paradigm, your mindset when you're interacting with other members of the team? Like for example, what about if you're interacting with a manager or, or someone on the leadership team? I've always found that when you're new to a job and it's it's your first couple of weeks, it's always difficult because, what, especially when it comes to talking to a manager or someone on the leadership team, your own insecurities kind of get to you. What if you don't know an answer to something that they are assuming you know and so on. I found though that when a manager or someone from the leadership team comes to you, they're just coming to you as a team member. They're not coming to you as a manager. So you just wanna focus on the question or the issue that's at hand and not focus too much on the fact that they are a manager, just trying to help them get the answer that they need. So we're trying to be enhancers. That's how we wanna be perceived. But can you think of an example of a time when someone approached you with more of a dumpster attitude? So I've experienced that mostly in the beginning of my career when I didn't really know the difference between dumpster or enhancer. I always find that whenever someone is dumping or has a dumpster attitude, there's always a reason. It usually comes from frustration. And I always try to do two things. The first one is point them to the culture guides that we have in place. I always rely on those because those typically outline the steps that a team member needs to take in order to solve the issue that they're having. The next one is I try and put myself in that team member's place because frustrating things happen every day. And I just wanna make sure that the two of us can walk away from that situation, knowing what to do differently if this comes up again and learning a lesson from it. Just because someone approaches you with a dumpster attitude, doesn't mean you do need to respond that way in turn. Exactly, yes. So it sounds like you approach them with empathy. Mm -hmm but also on the strength of a culture guide that's well thought out, you can point them to the resources that we already have available to help them solve their problem. Exactly. And how about a time when someone approached you with a facilitator or an enhanced attitude? So I always enjoy working with team members who have an enhanced attitude because I feel like it gives me the opportunity to work to my fullest potential. When typically, now uh, at Bernie Portal, the, the biggest thing that I experience is team members come to me with contract questions. They get a question from a broker and they come to me and ask if, if we can review it. I always find that it gives us a chance to work together and figure out the best way that we can go back to the broker and give them this answer that they're looking for. And it also gives me a chance to kind of shine and show the things that I know best. That's a great example. You're not an attorney. I'm not now. <laughs> but the team has come to rely on you to answer questions about contracts uh, because of the expertise that you've established in that area. And um, I, I can't think of a better way to add value in a complicated area. Um, so congratulations on positioning yourself to be seen as an enhancer. Thank you. Steve, welcome. We talked to Sarah, but now I want to hear from you. Um, to start, could you tell us about yourself and then 
your role and your responsibilities here at Bernie Portal. Happy to, Ryan. Everyone, my name is Steve Nixon, and I graduated from the University of Alabama with my Bachelor's of Accounting and Master's of Accounting. I joined Bernie Portal in 2018, and I've been working on a lot of HR type things and a lot of non-HR type things ever since. Um, answering a lot of questions when team members have questions because they, they need somewhere to go and a lot of times that that's HR. So often the work that we do uh, keeps the organization going and growing. Um, and if it goes really well, no one notices, <laughs> right? It's, it's so true. Um, okay, well, tell me a little bit about um, Gosh, what's, what's your mindset, your paradigm, when, when you're interacting with the rest of the Bernie Portal team? There, there are 80 of us, right, who, who, who call on us to help them when they have questions. What's that like? So when I'm interacting with really anybody, any one of our team members, I really try to maintain a positive mindset. Um, my mindset's really the only thing I can control in that, in, in any interaction. I can't impact how somebody else feels at, about me initially, per se. Yep. So no, really, no matter whether the team member's in a leadership position or they're on the front lines, I'm going I'm to be as positive as I can. Can you think about a time when um, you've been interacting with someone and, and maybe they took a the dumpster attitude approach to, to, to calling on um, our team for help? All right. So we had an example of a team member who reached out to me about their computer. And it was running slow and they wanted it fixed right that instant. So, I mean, my response to them was a better culture guide. And I mean, I, I tried to seek first to understand what was going on with their computer, but I did reference our culture guide. And believe it or not, this, the first step and when your computer's not working properly is not to reach out to HR. <laughs> Good thing is we had it in our culture guide. So it was really just like a, an education step from HR at that point. What about an example of a time when you were working with someone who took a different attitude? Maybe a facilitator or an enhancer attitude? All right. I got a great example recently. Um, a member of our leadership team approached me and asked me to uh, explain a pretty complicated accounting topic in very simple non-accounting jargon. Um, I was able to do that. I was able to provide a description of it so that most people um, would be able to understand how how the process works. Um, and also, I mean, once I nailed down that description, I was able to add it to our OS guide. Not to be confused with our culture guide. Um, OS guide is what we use in organizational success to really explain how we do our job and we refer back to it whenever we need to figure out how we've done something in the past. I think it's a great example. and the person who approached you with that request um, did that because of all the confidence that you've inspired over the last three years that you've been at Bernie Portal and you've proven your 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 competence um, in, in, in this area and you're at a point where people trust you and see you as a collaborator and a valuable resource who can help lift the whole organization. Um, Absolutely. Oh, happy to be a part of the team. Great stuff, Sarah and Steve, thank you both. You'll notice already that by dividing HR's results getting activities among three people, Sarah, Steve, and me, I can position HR not as a dumping ground, a barrier to employee performance, 
or even a facilitator of employee success. Instead, our collaborative efforts enhance work life here at Bernie Portal. And as a result, we're all more effective in our HR functions. Now, this didn't happen overnight. It also isn't the kind of thing that can be implemented or fostered and then left alone. Being seen as an enhancer requires HR remain persistent in its commitment to just that, enhancing. Let's talk about how you can reach the point where your employees view HR as an enhancer. By using the following five tips to help employees move up the spectrum towards the enhancer attitude, you'll become so much more effective than your role permits right now. Here's how. Start by deciding you wanna move in that direction. Look, Michael Jordan didn't become the best basketball player of all time, the GOAT, by accident. To commitment, effort, practice, an intentional attitude that you need to adopt for yourself. One where you've decided that you wanna be seen as more than just a dumping ground for your employees. That's square one. Then adopt an HRIS that's easy for your employees to use. And look, this is where Bernie Portal can really help. You can't expect to get great attitudes from your people if you're giving them crappy tools to get HR-related stuff done. Pardon my language, but it's true. When an HRIS is easy to use for employees, HR spends less time each day helping troubleshoot questions and concerns that your team may have. This means that adopting a robust HRIS frees you from the administrative tasks that take a lot of time so you can spend more time on tasks that matter more. And write a culture guide. We've discussed this plenty in past episodes. Check them out in the description if you wanna learn why employee handbooks just don't cut it anymore. As a refresher, culture guides are where an organization codifies its company culture from its vision, values, and mission to how we leave the company with grace and how to turn on the printer. It's like an employee handbook, but so much better and more helpful. Writing a culture guide is also the perfect way to get a disengaged owner or a president fully engaged with HR stuff. Why? Well, as we discussed in a previous episode, when you draft a culture guide and present it to leadership, the owner is immediately going to start marking it up. They'll see you've put work and thought into the project, that you care about improving the employee experience. And as a result, they're more willing to engage with the material itself and also with the broader topic of company culture. It also gives you agency and repositions your role as one that's actively working to enhance the organization, not simply react to what happens to or within the organization. Implement the applicant tracking feature of your ATS and coach managers on recruitment. It's not enough to tell your managers to be better recruiters. HR needs to instruct managers on how they can be more effective at bringing on the best new talent. Finding and landing great hires requires hiring managers to know what to look for in job candidates, how to use the software, the ATS, as effectively as possible, and how to make good hiring decisions. We spent all of a previous episode talking about ATS platforms. But right now, I'll remind you that providing hiring managers access and training them on ATS empowers them to own more of the process. The bottleneck between HR and hiring managers disappears. This also creates more capacity for HR to focus on higher value priorities. The kinds of tasks HR parties of one can and should be doing to elevate their roles and add value and enhance your perception within the organization. Implement one-on-ones and serve as quality assurance, QA. We also covered this topic in past HR Party of One episodes, but it deserves to be repeated time and again. When you overhaul your organization's approach to performance management and serve as quality assurance to ensure managers are doing what they can to help develop employees, you're committing to employee success. Ongoing one-on-ones are the best way to ensure your teammates get the most out of their work. 
and demonstrate that HR is more than just a dumpster or a barrier. Not only that, but you're maximizing the effectiveness of your own role in the process. You've given managers the tools they need to coach employees. You've also freed up time for yourself to focus on other strategic projects, like pretty much everything we've discussed throughout this series. And once you've taken these steps, reevaluate the three questions I mentioned earlier in the episode. Does your staff see you as a peer or a peon after you've implemented and now oversee one-on-one -on -one meetings? Did the HRIS you adopted make your employees' lives easier? Is the owner more engaged now that you've written a culture guide? I said that the answers to these questions should indicate how your team views your role and your contributions. It probably won't happen overnight, but if you get this right, you're well on your way to being viewed with an enhancer attitude. When you move from a dumpster attitude to an enhancer attitude, you put yourself in a better position to make more money, make employees better at their jobs, and become more effective at your job. It's a win, win, win. I said it before, I'll say it again. This episode is your call to arms. The work you can and should be doing should be more strategic. But if you don't take steps to elevate the perception of your role, you'll be stuck in the dumpster for the foreseeable future. If you want to change how HR is perceived, ask yourself those three questions. Follow the five steps I mentioned earlier in the episode so you can divide up your results getting HR activities between a team of people. And if you just want to learn more about HR functions that make your organization stronger in the short and the long run, check out all our past videos. HR Party One is all about helping you elevate your role at your organization. But ultimately, it's up to you to make the decision to be viewed in a new light one that properly matches your contributions day in, day out. When you've reached the point where the team views you with an enhancer attitude, you've taken a major step towards maximizing HR effectiveness within your organization. And never forget, your job is as strategic as you make it.